Now, on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is your final major championship edition of your weekly tee box dysfunction. Alongside the Caddy. I know. I am the Maddie. This is the Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. We apologize for being a little late this week on a major championship week, so we are going to get right to it. You apologize. You apologize. I ain't apologizing. For what? Not your fault. Uh, You want to talk about my travel travails? You want to talk about your boy not having any clothes for a minute and then just for a second the airline trying to blame me? For it, just for right, a so when when did you arrive there? No, when was I scheduled to arrive? And when I arrived was that's also two different things. I was scheduled to be here Saturday. I didn't get here until Sunday. I had the same clothes on since Friday. And, and then when did you get your change. stuff? Well, my my stuff did not show up until late Sunday night. Okay, so all I know is that we had been hitting you up via text for three days about wanting to do the podcast and never heard anything. Well, yeah, because your boy just doesn't want to bring his funk and stank into the media center. I don't want to have to just pass that to people. My first time to Ireland, I'm trying to make an impression on the good people. And can I just say, here in Northern Ireland, yeah, I, I landed in Dublin, Ireland, and drove into Northern Ireland and have been here now for a couple of days and have not – I haven't met one jerk not one yeah they're nice over there not one donkey over here i can't believe how nice everybody is over here it's amazing flying from gainesville to charlotte the flight gets diverted to columbia south carolina so we got to wait out a storm so the flight coming to dublin is delayed cool right nah we got to wait and get gas by the time we get gas now which how how you not have enough gas to just fly around for a minute. <laughs> like, you know, by the time we land, I make it to the gate looking out my aircraft that is going from Charlotte to Dublin, and I walk up to the gate agent, and I'm like, whew, flights, I just got an alert. Flight's not leaving till 8. It's 7.40. I made it, right? And she goes, we already pulled the jetway back. I'm like, so put it back. I'm here, 20 minutes. She goes, nah, it's be too much paperwork. That's literally the words that came out of this woman's mouth. It would be too much paperwork. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you this, but it is Wednesday, hours before the open starts, and we have to take care of the patrons and give them some golf. At right. this point, I don't. I don't care about your travel. I know. You just. You just. You don't. You don't care. You just don't care. I don't. Yeah, fine. Whatever. I don't. I. Th- I feel like we've let the people down, and no, so just, I would like to mad give them because a... I've play, I've gotten to play some golf. I just came from a distillery no. to do this right here. I've been talking to some golfers, finding out about the golf course. I got some insights and whatnot, but I'm trying to build right. tension to let everybody know because see the golf course that these guys have been practicing on, especially the guys who came over early. Now I would say Adam Scott is the only dude who got the course in somewhat of the conditions that they're going to have Thursday and Friday. Because yeah. and he's he got here 7 days early and was practicing playing a bunch with Darren Clark. So a little inside information to all our peeps out there. If you want to put a little something something down on somebody, Darren Clark said it's been a long time since he's seen Adam Scott hitting the ball this well. Cool. 
Yeah, he's one of those guys you got to look at. Yeah, he he seems to find the best of himself at major championships. Adam Scott's a guy you have to take extremely seriously this week. Very, very much so. But that being said, the golf course Saturday, Sunday, the temperatures here were in like the low 70s and high 60s. The sun was out and there was very little wind to the point where people were swimming in the ocean out here. Now, they were talking about, oh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And there were kids. I got pictures. You saw my Instagram. I got them two little kids that just came up from the beach. And I was like, you guys weren't really swimming out there. And I asked the local. I said, hey, what's what's the water temperature out there? 16 Celsius, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So now I do the translation, of, do the calculations on it. 62. 60. Yeah. And there were people out there without wetsuits. Let me tell you, the golf oh, that's in Mexico right now is 91. That's the water temperature. It's like a bathtub. It's cra- And these people, they were jumping in. Now, the one pro- assistant pro that I spoke to, when I asked him, hey, do you get in the water when it's beautiful like it was the past couple of days? He was like, only if the doctor tells me I got inflammation. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, the weather. I mean, the weather the first part of the week has been great. And now – you're starting to see it turn into open championship type conditions, which mm. is why typically for this tournament, you have to look at the Europeans who are used to this type of climate, this type of weather on this type of course. Except for one guy. Yeah, I mean, Kepka, Brooks Kepka is going to, yeah, he's going to change the odds at just about every major he's- tournament. But he's Every not the favorite. I don't. I, I I am shaking my head, and my hands are in my face right now because how do you make Rory McIlroy the favorite at nine to one? I mean, I understand. I guess that's odds easy. is because of where the money's at. Why is it easy? That's easy because it's he's played this course. He knows the course. He I shot a sixty-one and holds the course he record. Was Sixteen it's, years it's, old. That was fourteen but, years ago. That was a completely right, different so one, player. Yeah, you, you might as well say the one now is better. No. no. The person now you... has baggage. Yeah, okay. Now, look, it, I would agree with you if, if Roy was coming in like the old Roy McElroy who was world number one and beating everybody every single week and hitting it further than everybody else, then I would be like, yep, yeah, there you go. Here, this dude's got to be the favorite. What has Rory done to show you he's better than Brooks Kepka right now? No, and, oh, look, by nothing. the way, hold on. By the way, Brooks Kepka's caddy grew up here and is probably more experienced on this golf course than any player in the field. So you got a jockey on a thoroughbred on his home turf course. Oh, I get it. I Look, I get it, but I also understand why Rory's the favorite. I don't. I mean, this is his home open. You know, this is... Yeah, you know, Graham McDowell, Darren Clark. Well... We're not going to – if you're comparing the bona fides of Darren Clark and, and Grant McDowell relative to Roy McIlroy, that, you know – I look, Yeah, but you – look, man, you know golf enough to know the hardest thing, the hardest tournament to win, the hardest tournament, even a regular event, is your home event. And I agree with that also. I completely agree. So if we know and that – And I don't think Rory's going to win. People in Vegas don't? I, look, I don't think Rory's going to win. I okay. just understand why he's the favorite. Do you think Rory finishes top five? Yes. 
Really? Yep. All right. Do you think Tiger finishes top five? No, but I think Tiger around for the weekend. Yes. You were going to say, wait, what were you going to say there? I think Tiger finds top 25. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you thought he was going to be in contention. No, 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 no. I, I, I think Tiger finishes 25. I, I think he finishes somewhere between 17 and 22. Nope. If he, I, I think for Tiger, it's a win if he makes the weekend. And I'll tell you this. I, the guys that I love this week, we'll get to Tiger in a second. Since cool. we're just rattling off, we're going some bullet points here. But guys <laughs> that I love, yep. I love Rory. I love Brooks. I love Justin Rose. I love Mark Leishman. I love Xander Shoffley. Oh yeah, and, right there. And I love thing. and I love John Rahm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I okay. love Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, see Fleetwood's another one. I I really like Fleetwood. I really like Xander Shoffley. I'm not I like Justin Rose, but I'm not a hundred. I'm not. I wouldn't go all in on him. No. I just, yeah. I just. I don't know. I don't know if right now, um, him and Lordy, his caddy. Now, if you, if for people who don't know or don't remember, um, his normal caddy Fooch came back for a couple of weeks and then they split again. Now, Fooch, they, it was put out there that was for health reasons. Maybe it is. But now, Lordy and Stenson had already split. So, Stenson was brought in early in the year, if you remember when Justin Rose won um, the play, the Farmers, Farmers Insurance Open, early in the year, played fantastic. Now, Fooch comes back on the bag, Justin starts going into a slump, things aren't 100% great with his swing. But Justin talked about how the schedule messed his swing up. And the reason that he said that was because he all of his preparation was thrown haywire because of all of these major championships being bunched together. So I don't know that I'm 100% behind Justin Rose right now. I think he might catch lightning in a bottle, but I also – Justin Rose is one of those guys for me. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished top five, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he missed the cut. Rose? Yep. Oh, I don't – yeah. I mean, I don't see him missing a cut. I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of star power around this week. Mm. And, But this is that one major tournament and that one major championship that allows itself for the story. Yeah. Typically, and, yeah, this, typically and this and the PGA. Yeah. You know, like these are the two majors that Augusta is for a certain type of player. The U.S. Open, a certain type of player. These two tournaments – especially the open because of the style of course, I think it broadens the field a little bit, but I, I also believe, agree. I also believe that it also allows your star power to shine. I believe though, this it, for me, it's these two things. The two things that determine the open championship. Number one is the weather, mother nature. Mother nature is the biggest determining factor for the open championship, yep. which then goes into which which side of the draw are you on, and then it's the person who's the most creative around the greens. If you remember, one of my favorite open champions is I love the fact too that, that, that anyone can win, anyone can win this open. If you remember, I mean, we were all rooting for Tom Watson, but Stewart Sink 
ended up winning it. If you remember, one of my favorite wins was Todd Hamilton. And the reason that I loved the Todd Hamilton win was because he made the bump and run with the hybrid pretty much famous. And I play that shot a lot because of seeing him. This is one of those golf courses as well where, I mean, earlier this week, Tiger was showing Patrick Reed how to hit chips with a five iron. Oh, why? That is not how you play in the United States at all. No, play, it's not. We play the air game. Yeah, we like, play the flop shot. How high can you hit it and how soft can you land it? Can you That's throw right. a four iron as high as a wedge? Over here, it's like, all right, we got 160 yards to the flag. Perfect. Land it 112. What? You heard me. <laughs> land it 112 or it's going over the back. And I love that. And Tiger also talked about the design of this golf course where because of the way that the wind blows around here, he goes, you stand on a tee and you're like, well, that's stupid. Why did they put the bunker there? And then the wind blows in another direction and you go, oh. So is he – because, you know, we talk about with Tiger all the time um, when we were the Tiger comeback. Like when we we would ID majors that we thought would be good for him, we always yep. ID the Open Championship because he's so good with that stinger off the tee. He doesn't have to go driver too much. In terms of driver, what's it look like Tiger's going to do this week? Um, he's going to see, but that again, it's very wind dependent. It's very much dependent on the wind. Um, like that first hole is only 421, but the problem with that first hole is there is from the fairway on the left-hand side there's a bunker that's two it's like 2 290 to reach it. If it's downwind, almost everyone could fly it almost, but 20 paces off the fairway left is out of bounds. White stakes. Or I should say penalty area but white stake penalty area and you think well bail out to the right no no 17 paces off the right hand side is also white state you literally could have dudes being announced on the first tee now playing and then a minute later going now playing his third now playing his fifth now playing his seventh like so there are places and number two is that way down the right hand side so there are places where driver if you were confident in hitting everything exactly like you wanted to hit it, Brooks Kepka, you could pull the driver out and go to town. But we're talking about Tiger, though. And, like, you were just saying, we were talking about earlier about how, man, when it comes to majors, which one's set up the best for the Tiger? Well, think about this now. There's only going to be one. And it's going to be the Masters. And the reason up for that is now because... This bunch schedule doesn't give Tiger enough time off to recover and then gear up to go again. The only tournament that gives him that opportunity is the Masters. And Tiger said something in his press conference that I have waited for years to come out of his mouth with these injuries. And I could, and when he said it, I was my jaw hit the ground and he looked right at me because I've been saying this forever. He said, I got to play less if I want to play longer. Yeah, and Matt. You know how how long have I been screaming that to the root mountaintops? Yeah, but now I, Tiger said it. <laughs> he, I mean, he's like I we we talk about with the new schedule that it, I mean, 
in the stance that it's not good for the tour because you're not getting the Tiger Woods. But my argument's always been, well, whatever, have him show up for the big ones. And he, <laughs> he said it this week. He said, you know, my game's not where I want it to be right, right now. But that's that's who we're getting for the rest of his career. And we didn't know what Tiger we were getting last year at the Open Championship, and he had the lead at one point going into Sunday. You brought up a good point on SportsCenter with me on Wednesday morning that weather temperature is going to be a key for him because of his neck and his back and it being tight. Just think of the PGA Championship. Everybody was like, oh, Tiger can just show up, man. Look at his record. How Remember, he's won here before. Do you think his back cares? Like, I understand as a fan, you're like, man, Tiger, all he's got to do is show up and he's got a chance. And that's your heart talking, not your head. Because your head is going to tell you, hmm, four back surgeries, 50 degrees outside. Hmm, is his back going to get loosened up? Probably not. You know, this dude played with Brooks Kepka. Brooks beat him by, what, 17 in two days in brutal conditions? What kind of conditions do you think we're getting in Northern Ireland? That's right. So it's just you're going to see Tiger with KT tape on by Friday. And if he can just... The good thing for him is like Beth Page is a different golf course, and I talked to him about it. And it's Beth Page was a bombers golf course where this isn't a bombers golf course; it's a ball strikers golf course. Unfortunately, Tiger ain't been ball striking lately, and I don't mean like he hasn't been hitting the ball well. He hasn't been hitting the ball in the tournament. Yeah, so to be yeah. a good ball striker. You got to play some tournaments. He ain't played one since the U.S. Open, and moreover. At the U.S. Open, remember how bad his putting was? Oh. And this is a course and a tournament where, like you said, around the green and short game play is where you find yourself in contention. And you know how much Tiger loves slow greens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That's the distillery talking to sarcasm right there. So where do you, big picture with Tiger, I said I see him anywhere between 17 and 22. Where do you see him? Like I said, I – if he makes the cut, it'll be a win for him to finish 40th to 25th. Wow. So you're talking about the Masters champion tied for 21st nah, at the U.S. Open. Yes. I'm. Yes, I'm talking about a guy who took three weeks on a family vacation so that his mom and him and his kids, he got to go to Thailand. His mom, who's from thailand wanted you know she's she's getting older and and she's getting up there in age and so this was kind of her last time to be able to take her grandkids and her son back to where she's from and show them around so they took a really beautiful family vacation so that the kids and tiger could see their roots where you know, from their mom's side, they came from. And that's a, like, I'm not going to tell somebody don't do something like that. Hell, I'm, my last name is Collins, and I got a tattoo that says O'Coy Lane with my family coat of arms on it, and I'm in Northern Ireland now, like, a bunch of hours away from Limerick and Cork. Like, I would never tell somebody don't go do that so you could be prepared to play a golf tournament. That'd be stupid. But that being said, Tiger's showing up here, and he's not prepared, and he admitted it. He said it the same. So to think that he's going to fight – this is the thing. Tiger Woods from 2000 
could show up after a month off and find it on the course. This is not that guy. But this is what people have a tough time dealing with. When they hear someone say it out loud, they're like, how dare you say something like that about Tiger? Look, I was saying that to Tiger's face. Like it's not like he he knows I, root, I, I he knows I root for him he knows I'm a fan but I'm also not gonna like I'm not gonna blow sunshine and rainbows up his behind just to make him feel better like I gotta tell the truth. Yeah, he look the days of his domination are done, but I also believe his days of winning aren't over. Right, as proven at the Masters. He's not going to win this week. He's just not. But he's going to find himself in the conversation at some point, I believe, um, and then eventually finish to where, you know, like I said, you know, somewhere low teens, high 20s. Um, so that's one, if one he catches legend. Them, if he catches them 35-mile-an-hour wins tomorrow late afternoon when he's teeing off and that rain starts coming in sideways – Nah. Yeah, it's all luck of the draw, especially at this tournament. We yeah. see this all the time. If you get the right side of the tee time, then you can go low, and then you get the wrong side of the tee time, and you can go home. Right, yeah. It's just hang on for dear life. So that's what it's going to end up coming down to. All right, so anyone who listens to the podcast knows that each of us, Caddy and I, have separate types of back pain. I have back pain from carrying the show from week to week. And Caddy has back pain from being on a Caddy, being on tour for over a decade, carrying the bags, walking around the course. And it may sound weird, but actually hanging upside down is a great way to get rid of back pain and improve your golf game. Teeter inversion tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon that average 4.9 rating. And they have a special offer just for our audience. For a limited time, you can get $70 off a Teeter inversion table plus $100 worth of bonus accessories when you go to teeter.com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. You'll also get free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so there's absolutely no risk to you to try it out. Remember, you can get $70 off a teeter inversion table plus bonus accessories by going to teeter.com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. That's teeter, T-E-E. T-E-R dot com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. The other big storyline I know out there this week has been Phil Mickelson and the weight loss. I just talked to him. I talked to him on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. He was getting ready to go out and they gave, man, you want to, first, let me just tell you something. Over here. There is no shame in their game when they're going to clown somebody. They brought Phil into the media center to give him an award for being the longest inside the top 50 in the world. But the guy who introduced him goes, as he's telling all these accolades, he then proceeds to go, this is during the press conference. Unfortunately, he was around in the Tiger Woods era, so he was never able to get to world number one. And, like, even the look on Phil's face was like, uh, bro, what the hell was that for, man? He's not lying. I know he's not lying, but you're going to do that as you're giving somebody an award? Here's an award, but, you know, you never really got to the top. (laughs) Like, why are you going to say that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you married a nice girl, but her sister was a supermodel. Like, why even bring that up? Yeah, there's no reason. No. 
No, there's no reason whatsoever. Now, I talked to Phil and was like, okay, man, you got to tell me about this fast. Because we know I had a, another friend of mine was like, yo, do this 10-day fast. It's like a body reset. It'll be great. It's real good for you. And, uh, Phil, come on, man, talk to me. Phil lost 16, 15 pounds in six days. And now the only thing he's eaten is fruits, vegetables, and nuts. Yeah, because he's got to reacclimate his body. Yes. So here's the problem. So he's missing the cut. He, no chance whatsoever. And it's not even – look, he looks fantastic. I'm going to tell you right now. He showed me a picture on day six where he was doing – he had his shirt off and he was doing a pull-up. And I was like – he goes, I'll show you this picture. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I don't want to see this, man. But he goes, no, check it out. And he almost looks – he is very close to a six pack. I was thoroughly impressed. Like Phil back in the day was an extra large and would try and wear a medium. We'd always make fun of him because of it. You know what I mean? He, he, oh yeah, he loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even Tim talked about like this dude used to eat anything and everything. Like he would just pull up Krispy Kreme, get himself a dozen, and then pull another dozen because he knew most of the first dozen was going to be gone on the ride. You know, he'd pull up into McDonald's, all of that stuff. Now he is like going completely off the deep end. And the most important thing is for everyone who's like, yeah, but it's going to make his swing better. No, it ain't. And exhibit A, Carl Pedersen. And you go, who? Exactly. And the reason that you're saying who is because Carl Pedersen used to be a really good golfer. A little chunky, a little heavy. He had like an Andrew Beef Johnson thing. Correct. he decided, I need to work out and lose weight too. Lost 70 pounds. Looked awesome. And guess what happened to his swing? It went in the stinky place. Why? Because all his life he had been chunky. So he was used to swinging around the belly. What do you do when the belly's gone? Oh, the swing gets better. Nah, not if that's all you've ever known. No, it don't. It gets worse. Yeah, but you forget that he started his career thin, Phil. When he was a phenom growing up at Arizona State, he's been thin before. That would be fantastic if you get fat overnight. But I can tell you the same thing that my old trainer told me. It didn't take you a week to get that fat, and it ain't (laughs) going to take you a week to lose that fat. So simple as that. So as great as it is, that, and I'm talking about now, translate that to the swing. Where even if you're doing all the right things and you lose a ton of weight real fast, he still says, he told me, he's not working out hard, but he's doing light workouts with yoga and stuff like that. But the problem is, he's been swinging around a belly and a thick chest for years. Not months, not weeks, not one year, years. And now he's got his skinny new frame. His swing's going to be all over the place. And even the feel in his hands is going to be so much different now compared to what it was. So, but why Why do it now? That's what I you know, here's why figure he did out. It. And I completely am with him on doing this. Because golf is not the end-all, be-all when it comes to life and family. And you know the health problems that Phil has with the arthritis stuff that he's going through and whatnot. So it's like if doing something like this is going to make his life better 30 years from now, 
and make it so that even when he's not playing golf and wants to go on vacation and do stuff with his kids and his family and at some point hopefully his grandkids, mm-hmm. then you know what? It was worth it. It was no, no, worth- no, no. no. I, I, I agree with all of that. I'm talking why do it so close to the Open Championship? Because you know how we talked about last week where you said you believed that Phil doesn't think he's going to ever win another major? and no, I, said, I, said, I, thought- I said another U.S. Open. A U.S. Open, yeah. yeah, but I thought he said he was just done. I think Phil is at the point right now where he's like, "I'm good." Like I do, I said last week on the podcast that I thought Phil was trying to use reverse psychology, but I honestly believe now that Phil is just going to have fun playing golf and results be damned. Like he, whatever. If he wins again, cool, a regular tournament or whatever, or if he gets into contention, that's fantastic. But I think now Phil's just going to focus on having fun in life, and I think proof to that pudding is his social media activity. Yep. So. Yeah, and look, I I, I believe that he's in play maybe for another two turns at every major but the U.S. Open. But I'm with you. The window's closing, and Phil knows that as well, which is why he's starting to take measures uh, physically and on social media and, and really recreating himself into this new brand. All right, coming up next, we've we've broken down the course. We've broken down Tiger. We've broken down Phil. When we come back, we'll give you – I know a lot of people have reached out to us on social media, at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y the word and C-A-D-D-I-E on Twitter and Instagram. You guys have reached out for some betting picks this week. When we come back, we'll give you some names to watch, some of the lower ends, some of the higher ends, and we'll get you set for the Open Championship, which is just hours away. All right, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. Now, to make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers. 10% off your first ticket order to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. First-time customers, use the promo code GOLF for 10% off your first Vivid Seats order. Every purchase backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts, games, to the hottest theater, and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code GOLF for 10% off your first order on Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, welcome back to Maddie and Caddy. All right, so let's go to our .com picks, Caddy, first, of who each of us took on ESPN.com. Give me a favorite or two to watch, and then give me an underdog or two to watch, and we'll help the Patriots win some money. All right, I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going to start with the mega underdog first, okay? Okay, who do you have? All right, I love the feel-good story of the dude that got in off of his finish at the Scottish Open last week, Andrew Beef Johnson. That's a good story. Johnston. Johnston. Look up. If you, but you know, after listening to the podcast, go on YouTube or Google and Google his interview after the Scottish Open, Andrew Johnston. Okay. Google that and watch him get emotional 
when they tell him that he's in to the Open Championship, what it means to him. And this dude at 300 to 1 odds, I mean, just throw a little five spot down on him and see what happens. Which over I like here, it. it's crazy because the two houses that are over here, Ladbrokes and William Hill, they are paying out 10 to 10 spots. Really? Yes. So what is that? Explain that to the listener. So you you can uh it there's two bets you can do well two bets when you're betting on someone to win, you bet it's called each way. So let's say you put ten pounds down and you go, I want five each way, so it's ten pounds. So you have five pounds on someone to win and then five pounds on them to finish now inside the top ten. So if they finish tenth, it pays one fifth. Okay. You know, so but if they win, it pays full out. So you get paid twice. So if they win, you get paid five pounds for the win and then the five pounds for the each way, which is awesome. It's I kind of like that. Yes, it makes it makes it a lot more fun. And I can't I hopefully they'll do stuff like that. And at some point in the United States, they'll pick up on that and do it because it makes it a lot more fun because now you're rooting for guys coming down a stretch on Sunday just if it normally they pay out seven to six six or seven spots but then the, the payout is is one seven it was one fourth or one third so it makes it better so anyway start with Andrew Johnston at 301 um as my outside guy the guy who I like in the middle of the pack okay I, he was at 25 to one the last time I looked mm-hmm. Paul Casey yeah He's I like coming that one. into this week so under the radar, and the fact that his last start was a fifth place finish at the Travelers, again under the radar, and a dude who's had great history at the Open Championship. And yes, even though he's knocked on the door a bunch of times, but never been able to break through. Being in Northern Ireland, all the focus is going to be on Rory and Graham McDowell. And then look at Brooks Kepka and his caddy, Ricky Elliott. But now Paul Casey can come in under the radar. And if he gets the right side of the draw at 25 to 1, he's worth maybe 10 to 20. Throw, throw down a little 10 or, you know, if you got some extra, throw a little $20 down on that. Not a bad payday. That's, that's my I, middle. That's my middle. Yeah, middle I, I like that one a lot. Yep. My... Guy at the top, uh, look, I'm staying with him, and I ain't getting off of him until this dude finishes worse than second. It's Brooks Kepka. Yeah. E- even at 10 to 1. At 10 to 1, if you put $20 on Brooks Kepka, you're still going to make enough money where you can go crazy on stuff parlayed later on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's 200 bucks you can go have some fun with. Like, that's for me, that's, at 10 to 1, it's still a good money bet. Yeah, and for a guy that's the world number one and makes majors his his personal member guests, I would say that ten to one uh, for I, I like those. I, I, I love make, the and you're making Brooks Kepka angry that he's not the favorite at world number one. This dude right. is always looking for a reason to have his chip on his shoulder, and you just gave him a big one. Yep, and he's you know he's gonna love, he loves. I mean, he admitted this week he doesn't practice for the regular tournaments. He gets ready for the majors, and again. He's on top of the golf world for a reason. I love all those picks. I love um, Adam Scott. I love. Yeah. I love, you know, he's a guy that I would take a look at as well. All right. So, and I love what about Paul yours? Casey. Paul Casey, got? 55 to 111. All right. So my underdog, 
I like a guy right now that I'm seeing at 80 to 1, mm. Eddie Pepperell. Mm. I think Eddie Pepperell is the type of player that can come out of nowhere because he has the game to win in conditions in this course. I completely agree with you except for one thing is that he's coming off an injury. He is. But That's he had he got some rest. I think he went didn't he go didn't he go fourth at the Irish Open? Yes. And then forty something at the Scottish. Yeah. Something so like he's that. had a bit of an up and down, but I'm with you. The injury is scary, but I think he's done enough recently to lead me to believe that he's gonna be okay. Yeah, I, hey man, I like that bet a lot. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm in. So eighty to one, I like him. At forty to one, this is kind of one of those good money bets that we talk about, where you find a name that's for some reasons at forty to one, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why Hideki Matsuyama is at forty to one. I'll tell and, you why. Why? Because he hits the ball too high. He does. He does. He's not good at flighting. Yeah, and flight, ball flight, this, that's why a guy like Matt Kuchar who's got a low ball flight is someone to take take a look at. But if you yep. look at the guys, the cluster of 40 to 1's caddy, you've got Bryson, Hideki, Jason Day, and Jordan Spieth, and Tommy Fleetwood. See, Fleetwood, there's two dudes right there that I would jump on at 40 to 1, and it would be Fleetwood. <sighs> Ooh. I... Jordan, uh, man, nah, I, I know, I'm with you. I'm with wait, you. Who was the other? Give me the 40s again. All right, so the 40 to Bryson, one. Uh, Bryson, I love the death, but I'm saying no this week. 41, 40 to one is a good collection of talent. You've got Fleetwood, yep. DeChambeau, Hideki, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth. Oh, that's the Jason Day one. But the problem for me with Jason Day is high ball flight. What's that? High ball flight. Nah, I mean, yeah, he but he, can, he actually can flight it a little bit lower when he wants to. The thing that I'm not sold on yet is the marriage of him and Stevie Williams. Yeah, that's a good that's, point. I'm not I'm not sold on that yet, just because I don't know. Stevie and Adam Scott were good together for a while, but then they got very contentious at the very end because Stevie is very type A personality, which is why him and Tiger, when they were at their peak, the, no one was like, Stevie could have went out there just with the golf bag and probably put a score up <laughs> without hitting a shot, because he's that laser, I don't I don't even know what you call it, but you would just say, he just has that moxie. I, yeah. he, that's how he rolls. Jason Day is not the same kind of player as Tiger Woods. Like, when Jason gets into trouble, he needs somebody to talk to him to kind of talk him off a ledge or to just be there to be like, hey, man, we could talk some stuff. Stevie's not that type of guy. I mean, think about this. Raymond Floyd, Greg Norman, Tiger Woods. Think of those three personalities, and you tell me if those three guys then, the next name that you're thinking in your head is Jason Day. I just, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying I, I'm not seeing it. Someone's going to have to convince me on this because right. I don't see it. So and that, it matters a lot. That, yeah, and that, that's a good cluster at 40 to 1. And I and I like uh, Louis Eustace in 50 to 1. Ooh, Maybe some yeah. decent mid-major money on him. And then the favorite that I'll lean with, um, just because I feel like it could be his week, John Rahm, 16 to 1. I just yeah, feel like it could man. be his week. 
I really you know do, what? and I don't know why. And I and I used to Look, love him in the majors, and then he would blow up. But I like him this week a lot. I'm, I'm not going to say that's a bad pick, man, because as people as people say how temperamental he is, he has played some spectacular golf in some brutal conditions. Yep. And I mean, like hitting it sideways and just finding a way. He has won European tour events where the weather has not been good. So, man, you know what? Like sixteen to one, I'm kind of feeling you on that one. I'm That's right. Kind of. I'm. You know what? I'm cool with that. Yeah. I uh, look, and I. Here's what I love about this tournament, and I know obviously it's different for you because you're there but for for us over here stateside i mean i get to wake up at 3 30 4 a.m and watch golf and i love it <laughs> and i absolutely love that aspect of it so i can't wait to see your coverage over there this week and this weekend uh hopefully we gave you guys some good uh betting advice uh and ultimately don't you, you want to know about the distillery you know what the people need to know about the distillery have at it <laughs> Don't you I, want to I found out about, do you know what the difference is between Irish whiskey and scotch? I mean, I learned stuff, man. I learned stuff. How about this? How about because we want to get the people as much information as we can before the tournament starts? Why don't we table the discussion on the distillery for after the tournament and we'll okay. recap your entire week that was in Northern Ireland? Because uh, I want to hear about that and I want to hear about the courses. I want to hear about all of it. Okay, we can talk about that on the next podcast. Cause Done. you just you got to know your boy got to taste a single malt, twenty six year Irish whiskey. What does that mean? That means this this brew, what I got to taste, sat in a a barrel in a cask for twenty six years before it was cracked open and poured into a glass. And then sloshed around and flavorfully down my gullet it went. Did you go six to midnight? What? Never mind. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. There will be a couple people that do and they're they'll drive off the road when they hear it. <laughs> because the way you described that, I mean, it's like you were describing your perfect woman. I didn't think that I could describe something like that, but man, it was, it was a a very almost 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 okay, almost the spiritual experience that I'm really anxious, I'm anxious to tell you about. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it because yeah. you know what? I don't like scotch, and so I don't know that I would have enjoyed it. Actually, yes, you would because there's a uh, see you you would and you will. And I promise I am actually going to I am going to purchase one of those twenty six year bottles and bring it back. I'm gonna get a twenty six year. Okay. I'm gonna get a, a, I think I'm gonna get a, either a sixteen or a twelve, and then I'm gonna get a ten and bring them back. And can we share uh, a, a yes. glass of it? Okay. Yes, and I will I will let you taste the 26 year and then I'll let you taste a scotch and you'll you'll immediately go oh that's if you're not a scotch guy you'll be like no that 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 tastes completely different than really this. okay yes. good and there's reasons why and that's what's going to be cool and then this this master distiller 
explain then why Kentucky whiskey and bourbon is completely different than scotch, which scotch, the only reason they call it scotch is because it has to come from Scotland. So scotch whiskey and then Irish whiskey, but they're, they're all made differently. Which I was like, man, this is fascinating. And you know, I geek out on stuff like that. And now it's alcohol. Like, oh, it's, yeah. Next week's podcast, too, is going to be awesome, especially after we see what Mother Nature does and what, where Tiger finishes and does Phil Mystica, John Rahm, all our picks. Hopefully, I can't wait. Yeah, this will be good. Makes a move because I got to run down now before this thing gets started. You know, put me a couple of, couple of pounds it's funny northern ireland uses pounds and the republic of ireland ireland itself is using euros so that if you fly into dublin you better have some euros as opposed to when you drive across the border then you got to have pounds see we are learning so much this is all kinds of good all right let's leave the people with that we gave them the knowledge hopefully it comes through caddy and i will recap this for you first thing next week we cannot wait to watch the final major championship of the season and then break it all down and hear all about the distillery because it sounds now that Mike Collins needs a cigarette after his <laughs> afternoon at the distillery. For the caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This no smoking. No Maddie smoking. and the caddy, the final major championship podcast. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.